الحمد لله رب العالمين الذي نحمده ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله الله بالهدى ودين الحق وكفى بالله شهيدا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما فصل اللهم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين Believers People who have come to faith, make sure that you're always mindful of Allah. So that whenever the time comes that it is time to go back to Him, you go back to Him as a Muslim. In full, loving, dutiful submission to Allah and His command and His will. Because without love and without knowledge of Allah, it'll be hard to be a Muslim, to submit to Him. You have to know Him. You have to get to know who he is and love him. Azza wa Jal. People, be mindful of your creator. The one who created all men and women from a single man and his wife. And be mindful of your relatives. Be mindful of the way that you interact with your relatives. Because indeed Allah is ever watchful over you. And O oh believers, people who have come to faith, Make sure that you're always mindful of Allah in the way that you speak. That you say, قَوْلًا sadida, Truthful, concise, straight to the point, nice things when you speak. Because whoever obeys Allah and His Messenger, for sure they have guaranteed the greatest success. And when you speak truthful, nice, precise, correct words, straight to the point, when you think about what you say when you speak, then Allah will rectify all your affairs. Meaning Allah will make everything go well for you. Allah will make you achieve what you want to achieve. Allah will help you out and make your life successful. We've started the season where we see all around us the signs of the fact that after Isa salam left, people changed the religion and made up other things that were never part of the religion that Allah has revealed to His prophets and messengers Isa was the last of the messengers to the Bani Israel He came and He completed the message to them, to Bani Israel and He told them that after me there's going to be one last and final messenger this time not for Bani Israel, not for just his people. That final and last messenger will be for all of mankind. 
And Isa told them, alayhi salam, to stand firm with the previous revelation that came to Musa and others, to stand firm with his revelation that came with him, and that whenever the next messenger comes, to be firm and listen to him and follow him. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Muhammad. But now, a lot of people followed Isa alayhi salam. A lot of people. But there was a lot of other powers at that time. There were some of the people among Bani Israel who had already changed the religion. And they didn't like the message of Isa salam. But they were not very powerful. The superpower at that time was the Roman Empire, especially in the area where Isa salam was sent. The Roman Empire was the superpower and they used to worship idols. They had these statues for names that a lot of you already know. You might not know that it came from the Roman Empire. They used to worship Venus and Neptune and Jupiter and these gods. And they were the superpower at that time. They had invaded all the way to the end of Europe and to the east, I don't remember. But it had a large empire. And so with the pressure, people started doing different things. They wanted to fit in. So in order to fit in, they changed their religion so that it fits into the place that they were living. They added things that were not part of the religion, not part of the message of Isa salam. So for example, they said that we have to worship Isa salam. They said that Isa is not a human being, he's God. Or he's God in the flesh of a human being. These are things that they completely made up. To the point that eventually, 300 years later, the Roman Empire, remember that superpower at that time? The Roman Empire decided that they're going to take that modified version of the message of Isa. That transformed version, it doesn't even look the same at all. What we see today in America at Christmas time has nothing to, doesn't look anything close to this message that Isa brought. The Roman Empire decided 300 years after he was gone, they decided that we're going to make Christianity our state religion and we're going to force everybody to follow Christianity so they didn't worship Neptune and Jupiter and all these gods anymore so at that time they decided that whoever wanted to follow the true message of Isa the message of Isa that he's just a human being he has a message from Allah Al-Injil that they call the gospel in English that message was from Allah, but he's just a human being. And he would never ask anybody to worship him. He said to everybody, even in the Bible, worship your Lord. I come to you from your Lord. Worship him. He is one. That true message of Isa, the Roman Empire decided that no one is allowed to follow that message anymore. You have to follow the new updated version. The version where it's one of three, three and one, and the egg and the yolk, and all these parables that, that they gave that Jesus is the Son of God, so-called. That message, they forced everybody to follow that message. And they had the power. So they had different forms of media. Not like we have today. They didn't have flat screen TVs and YouTube and Internet and Facebook and all those things, no. But they had other forms of media. Even thousands of years before that, Fir'aun, Allah tells us in the Qur'an that he used different forms of media to propagate, to do propaganda and propagate his message that he wants people to worship him. That was Fir'aun. So now the Roman Empire, they use all their power, all their media to make people follow this 
version, this new version of the message. Subhanallah. And this has always been the case. The one who have power, the ones who have power, they use whatever resources they have. In modern days, they use the media to try to convince people to follow certain ways. And that's the result of everything that you see. None of which came from Isa salam. None of which came from Allah. The decorations, the lights, the Christmas trees, the cross, all these things, none of it came from Allah. None of it came from Isa salam. Subhanallah. Now let me tell you a story of a man who was living at the time of Rasulullah sallallahu and he could see that propaganda all around him just like we today see it's not necessarily propaganda it's just that people like to decorate but we can see that message being sent to us all over the place Jesus the son of God this 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 a man who used to live at the time of Rasulullah sallallahu and he saw that propaganda a different kind of propaganda and he didn't listen to it. He thought for himself. And he said, wait, wait, wait. I'm a grown man. I can think for myself. I'm not dumb. I can figure out what's the truth. I can listen to what's the truth. And I can think for myself. And he came to the conclusion that all that propaganda was wrong. So who's this man? His name was At-Tufayl ibn Amr. From the tribe of Daus. And every year he would visit Mecca for Hajj. And that year he comes to Mecca for Hajj and all around the city. You know, it was a lot of people. They had to camp around the city before they started the Hajj. All around the city, the powerful Quraysh at the time, they had sent groups here and there to make sure to spread the message, to do their propaganda everywhere. Don't listen to Muhammad. We say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They didn't say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Don't listen to this man. He's some kind of a magician. He's cuckoo in the head. He's crazy. He's got a jinn. He's possessed. He's learning these from different people, different places. Don't listen to him. He breaks families apart. He divides the society. He creates all this kind of trouble. Don't listen to him. Everywhere around the city at the Hajj, at, at the time of Hajj, everywhere around the city, that's what the Quraysh were saying. To the point that Tufayl, he decided, okay, I'm going to make sure that I don't listen to him. He plugged his ears to go inside the city, he plugged his ears. And he waited and he observed, and one day he saw a man that was talking to people and trying to explain things, and he said, oh, this must, this must be him. <laughs> but then he went home and he started thinking, wait. Like I said, he thought, wait. I can think for myself. I can listen to what this man has to say. For sure, he did not look crazy. He did not look like he's possessed. He did not look like he's performing some kind of magic. He looked very normal. Actually, the, the, his look, he looked very approachable. So I'm just going to listen to him and see what he has to say. So Tufayl sits with Rasulullah and hears the message for himself. And he is convinced with Islam almost on the spot. And he takes to his shahada. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. Subhanallah. And this man was from the tribe of Daus. But he was not just from the tribe of Daus. He was a very respected man in his tribe. He was a very learned academic man. A, a person who knew a lot of things. And he was also, you know, he was one of the people in power. He had a, a lot of influence. And he was very strict. Very strict. 
like no teacher in the school. Very, very strict. And he went back to his people. Rasulullah told him to go send a message to his people, the people of Dos. After a few days, he stayed a few days. And by the way, within those few days with Rasulullah he memorized so much of the Qur'an. Not the whole Qur'an was revealed at that time. But he memorized a large chunk of the Qur'an in just a few days. And he, he got lessons from Rasulullah to bring back to his people. He goes back to his people. And he tells people all around him that this message is the truth. And if you don't follow it, I'm not with you. And then very few people listen to him. Very few people listen to him. After a few weeks, he decided, ah, forget about it. They don't want to listen to me. He went back. He went back to Rasulullah. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Rasulullah was surprised. That quick? What happened? All of them accepted the message? What happened? Tufayl says, no. Make dua against these people. They don't want to listen. So Rasulullah raised his hand. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he made dua for these people. Not against these people. Because he told us, I wasn't sent to curse people. No, no, no. I was sent as a mercy for all people. So Tufail is asking him to make dua against his people, people of Dos. And Rasulullah no, he does the opposite. He makes dua for the people of Dos. And he asks Allah to guide the people of Dos. To guide the people of Dais. And he repeats it three times. And then he, te- he tells Tufail that... He, tell, he, you know, he teaches him a little more and he tells him to go back and to be more patient and to change his approach, to be soft, to be nice, to let people think, to give them their time. So Tufail goes back to his tribe. And then years go by, we don't hear about him. Years and years go by. The Muslims have now migrated to Medina. The Messenger and his Sahaba have migrated to Medina. The Battle of Badr already took place. The Battle of Uhud already took place. Many things happened. Towards the end of that time in Medina, now in the people of Daus, a lot of people have accepted the message of Islam. He's still teaching them, Tufayl. He's still teaching them the message of Islam. A lot of them have accepted it. Not all of them, a lot of them. And one of them, he is so eager to meet Rasulullah because only Tufail has seen him, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Only Tufail has met him, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the Messenger of Allah. So now this man, he's eager to meet Rasulullah, and he goes by himself ahead of time. Later on, maybe I think two years later, his whole tribe, the Daus, they go and they meet with Rasulullah, and they all come to accept Islam before him. But this man from the people of Daus. He was eager to meet Rasulullah. He went ahead. He went with his mom. Just him and his mom. And he went to Rasulullah because he wanted to meet him and, and you know, take a shahada in front of Rasulullah. So he comes and he takes his shahada in front of Rasulullah. And then he tells him, Ya Rasulullah, whenever I talk to my mom about you, she gets upset. She says things about you that I don't want to hear. Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, make dua. Make dua for my mother. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam makes dua for his mother. He goes back to the house where he was staying. And as he's coming to the house, he hears that his mother is doing ghusl, which is comparable to taking a shower. Then she comes out and she tells him, 
Are you ready? Let's go and meet Rasulullah sallallahu He's shocked. He didn't even talk to her at all. Did you want to rethink? Are you, what do you think now about Rasulullah? What do you think if we can... No. She's ready to go. And she goes and she takes shahada also. She accepts Islam also. Subhanallah. Just by at the hands of the dua of Rasulullah sallallahu And then of course, like I said, a few years later, the entire tribe of Daws, they come and they accept Islam. Now, I brought this story at the beginning to highlight the importance of not blindly following the majority propaganda that you see around you. To think for yourself, and you will find, living in this country, you will find that there are many Christians who are very supportive of Muslims. You will find that there are many Christians who don't agree with those different transformations that they've given to Christianity. They don't even go to the church too much anymore. But they still believe, they, they consider themselves Christians, but they don't agree with all the, these things. And all my family, almost all of my family is like that. They don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God. They believe in the message, overall kind of, but they don't believe Jesus is the Son of God. They don't believe in the Trinity concept. But they still call themselves Christian. So don't just hear the propaganda and follow, for sure. Don't follow blindly. Think for yourself and you will find that there are open doors where you find this is, this is what I believe in too. They believe in the things that I believe in also. You will find this. When you get to interact with Christians, you will find a lot of things that they believe and we also believe in. You have to just take off the cover of all these things that they do that have nothing to do with the message of Allah. Now, this is the reason that I brought this story, but also, who was this man who wanted to meet Rasulullah and he was eager to meet him and he came ahead of his tribe. He came, I think, four years before the end of the life of Rasulullah This man, after he took his shahada, after he became Muslim, by the way, he was a businessman. Businessman means that he has his own business, he makes money with his own business. He decided that he's going to give it up and he's going to spend the rest of his life, as long as Rasulullah is alive, he's going to spend the rest of his time, وسلم, the rest of his time shadowing him, spending all the time that he possibly can right next to Rasulullah. From the moment he comes out of his home until he goes home in the evening. Spent all the time with Rasulullah. So who is this man? This man is none other than Abu Huraira. Abu Huraira, the one who, you remember in assembly yesterday, his original name was Abdul Shams, the slave of the sun. So he, no, I'm not the slave of the sun anymore. I'm the slave of Allah. So he changed his name to Abdul Rahman. Huh? Abu Huraira. This is the man and he dedicated the rest of his life. So for four years of his life after that, he was always shadowing Rasulullah, always with Rasulullah. To the point that after Rasulullah passed away, وسلم, when he was telling people what Rasulullah said, which we call hadith, when he was telling people hadith, some of the major sahaba, they asked him, how do you know all this stuff? How do you know all this stuff? And he explained to them two things. Well, number one, you guys were at your farm, at your business, doing your, you know, you were doing your job. I was with Rasulullah all the time. Always listening to him. And the second thing is that 
early on when he was shadowing Rasulullah sallallahu Abu Huraira came to Rasulullah and said, you know, it's becoming too much. I can't remember all those things that you're saying. So then Rasulullah, now this is the third dua. The first one was Tufail. When he came back, Rasulullah said, Ya Allah, guide the people of Daus. That's the first dua, right? The second one is when Abu Huraira comes to him and says, My mom, she, I don't like what she says about you. She, she doesn't know you. So Rasulullah made dua for his mom. Now he's telling him, I don't, a lot of these things that you say, I forget them. So Rasulullah made dua for him to strengthen his memory and help him to remember. And that's how he became the one Sahabi who conveyed about 50% of the Sunnah of Rasulullah because of his amazing dedication and memory after the dua of Rasulullah. الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الذي هدانا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله We thank Allah for guiding us and for providing us light and the guidance to find out which, which way to go and which decisions to make throughout our entire life because if it weren't for the guidance of Allah we would be lost we would make too many wrong choices that we can't go back afterwards Look at this man Tufail Look at this man Tufail Subhanallah it was only through the guidance of Allah that he knew how to talk to his people. It took him a couple of repetitions to go back, back to Rasulullah and then figure out the right way to talk to his people. This is the guidance that he got from Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi you know, Through Rasulullah he got guidance from Allah on how to talk to his people. The guidance of Allah comes to the heart that is willing and accepting to see the truth and follow the truth, wants to do the best. And this is very important. Midterms are coming up. And I heard even today that a lot of the students are a little stressed out. They don't look stressed out. They don't act like they're stressed out. But they go to the teacher and they say, oh, my arm is aching, aching, and this, this. They go to the nurse station. It's weird. This week it's like nobody says that they're stressed, but they're a little bit stressed. So you have to know. I could say it every khutbah. I might actually say it in every khutbah in different ways. Allah is with you. As long as you want Allah to be with you, as long as you ask Allah to be with you, Allah will be with you. Now who is better to get with you than the most caring, Ar-Rahman, the Wali, the best friend, the Hakim, the one who has all the wisdom, the one who can teach you. He's the one to have on your side. So in those moments, and whether you feel like you're stressed or not, it doesn't matter. In those moments that you're about to face something difficult, always remember Allah. Take the time this weekend. Think about it. Remember Allah a lot. And I'm speaking to all of the students who are taking midterms. And if you're not taking midterms, then take this message for whenever you have any form of pressure. Remember Allah. Don't take Allah out of the picture. The true way to success is to keep Allah in your plans at all times, in all of your plans. That is the way that people have been successful in the past. You look, Even if you look at general... Statistic, statistics in the community people who were really successful and influential were those who were spiritual they look at the statistics and they find this in all religions 
the successful people are those who have that spiritual aspect, who don't just look at things scientifically. They think about that spiritual aspect. And for us, the spiritual aspect is what? Always keep Allah in the picture. Whatever you plan, you can do your best. You can have the best, um, you know, you can study the best. You can have the highest IQ. You can have the highest intelligence. You can be the best in all things. If you decide that you can do it without Allah, you're going to lose. And you can be the weakest. You could be struggling in every subject, barely making it above 70. And you take Allah into the picture, you will be the most successful. You bring Allah into your life, you turn to Him, you ask Him to help, you will be successful. ربنا لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا ما رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا ربنا آتنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار آمين ربنا أوزعنا أن نشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علينا وعلى والدينا وأن نعمل صالحا ترضاه وأدخلنا برحمتك في عبادك الصالحين آمين ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة يا الله Don't let our hearts be tempted or attracted by other things after you have given us the guidance and give us from your mercy indeed you are the one who gives